Hi everyone! Welcome to Sin Chao, aka Hello in Vietnamese. This podcast is a collective space where we come together to talk about all things lifestyle, career, and share our diverse perspectives. I'm Jeanette. And I'm Chelsea. Today, let's talk work-life balance. In short, work-life balance is the state of equilibrium where a person equally prioritizes the demands of one's career and the demands of one's personal life. So let's dive right in. Okay, so I think that definition is very interesting because if you think about it, I think corporate America and just the American work-life balance, I feel like there's more work than personal life because you there's think no about, balance anymore <laughs> yeah because you spend Monday through Friday a traditional nine to five but if you're really looking at it you're really working maybe nine until six or nine until seven sometimes and a lot of times you're working so much that you're actually end up working more than 40 hours a week and it's not really equal in my opinion I don't know if you feel the same way but that's how I feel well, I think for sure, because just based on stats alone, if you look, Americans work the most. So I think it was America and Japan, where if you looked at the actual hours that people are working, it's just substantially way more than any other country, like as opposed to Europe, right? And if you even look into that more, we're just so driven by work in general. So it's like such a buzzword. Everyone's like, okay, what is your work-life balance? If I'm negotiating for this job, what's the work-life balance, but what does that really look like? Yeah. Like what does that really mean? Like is work-life balance being able to log off every day at five is work-life balance being able to, I guess, take a real lunch break, but you're still working late or is it work-life balance where you're able to, I guess, work the hours that you put in as long as you get the work done, whatever the hours, the hours are. I also think it takes a fair amount of getting to know yourself. I know myself decently by this point, and I can't, I mean, <laughs> I cannot be in a job where I have to clock in by the minute. Mm-hmm. I have failed miserably when I have to clock in at like 8 a.m. or whatever, not whatever, you know, like just if I have to get in there by a specific minute, I will fail miserably. But if I can control my own schedule and work and stop and work and stop when I want to, that has been when I'm at my best. Yeah, I'm the same way. I am terrible at being on time. So if I have to work a job where I have to clock in at eight o'clock on the dot every day and clock out for lunch at a certain time and be done at a certain time, I don't think that would go well, which is how I operate. So I definitely appreciate being able to work in a remote job that allows me to control like the hours that I work as long as I get the work done. I think that has been a game changer for me. So I think for that piece of itself, like that's work-life balance in terms of work for me. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of companies now have gone remote because of that, because people have essentially complained so much about work-life balance. So that brings me to understanding, okay, so how do we know as employees or as individual contributors, how do we know when our work-life balance is disrupted? Do you have any stories that you can think of where you felt like things were just going downhill? Yeah, I think I one of the startups I worked at, it was a very fast paced environment. And I've worked at startups and fast growth companies before. So I know that it requires additional hours and I'm fine with that. However, at this particular job, I was heading an entire department and I was basically a team of one that works cross-functionally with 
many other teams to help get the job done that I needed to get done for my department. And because I was the only person working and there was, and it was in the middle of high growth, I had to work very long hours. And I remember clocking on at nine and taking a break to go work out around four. And that's like, what, 45 minutes. And then I come back, I eat dinner really quickly and I hop back on my laptop and I don't wrap up work until 11 PM at night. And that was my life for, I think a few months. And that was when I was thinking to myself, this isn't sustainable and there's no work-life balance. And I've never worked this hard or been overworked this much in my entire life. I know I identify with that. I have also worked at a couple of startups. My breaking point really is just kind of what you said, where you have this realization that you're just not either happy or my anxiety was over the roof. So I had a couple of startups where I was working maybe 80 hours or more a week, and there was just no time for me to think about what I want to do for myself. It was always, okay, if I don't get to this deadline, if I don't sell this many things, if I don't, you know, perform a certain way, my tush is on the line and I might, they might get rid of me. Yeah. And what's crazy is when you work a salary job and you're working remotely, it's hard to track how many hours you're putting in each week. And then when Saturday rolls around and you look back on the week, that's when it hits you. And you're like, wow, I worked so much this week. I was working till 10, 11 PM, almost every single night this week. Like that's a lot of hours being put in. Yeah. And then it goes to the questions like, oh, what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this for somebody else? And then I just think when you get in that space where your mental health doesn't feel good, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling just heightened sense of anxiety at all time. That's when I knew that mine was disrupted. I had to move on to a different job. So how, I guess how I was able to identify when I'm interviewing at other jobs and asking about work-life balance without trying to sound lazy, right? Because let's be real. If you're in an interview and you're asking the recruiter, whoever about work-life balance, they're trying probably to figure out if you're just trying to shirk your job, which that's not the case. But I really want to know, okay, so what does the company really value when it comes to work-life balance? Are they offering you benefits to, you know, a gym? Are they offering you benefits for mental coaching or I don't know, all these other things. Yeah. Or even yeah, or even like a mental health day or like a floating holiday or a personal day where you can take it off whenever you need a personal day. I think those are little things here and there that you kind of tell whether or not a company values work-life balance. And I think it's also important. I always like to ask people when I'm interviewing what the culture of the company is like and what's their favorite part about working there. Cause like based on their answer, you can kind of understand maybe how the company values work-life balance. Exactly. And also how high their turnover is. Yes. I think it's really important because for me, a lot, a lot of startups, we had so much volatility when they had layoffs that just knowing that there was a layoff coming mm-hmm. was just terrible for my mental health. Cause then you try to just prove yourself so that they don't get rid of you with the next cut. And that was so challenging because you're not only trying to do a good job but at the same time, you're just watching people around you that you care about just leave. Yeah. That is definitely not a healthy environment to be in. And, you know, I feel like I work really hard and I don't mind putting in the hours because I feel like I was raised that way. I think being raised by immigrant parents, they always instill in your brain that you should be working really hard and like hard work pays off. And yeah, so they want you to make that money. 
Yes. So for me, I'm like, okay, the harder I work, the more hours I put in, the more work I turn out, that's how I'm going to get a promotion. That's how I'm going to get a raise. That's how I'm going to be recognized within the organization, within my team. So that's a lot of the reasons why I'm driven and why I work hard. But I think the older I get, the more I realize that, yes, you can work hard, but it's also okay to think about your personal life and your health, your mental health and everything that goes into that. Yeah. Cause I've been reading so many articles about the four day work week and how everyone's switching over basically to remote now. Cause what they did was they basically found if you, a three to four day work week, people were actually more productive, right? Way more productive. Yeah. And it's funny that that's mentioned because I do know during COVID when it, we're all just trying to be busy all the time, a couple of my friends in big oil and gas companies were trying to find ways to show that they were active online all the time. I remember one guy was just like, oh, I put my watch. Because you know how the watch, every time it, <laughs> it turns the minute, it vibrates a little bit. Yeah. So he would put his watch on his mouth pad so that it would just ensure that he was being seen as active. And I was like, okay, well, what really society we're living in if we're just one trying to act busy and then what work-life balance is that? Like what, like, what are we really doing? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. You see on TikTok, there's all of these parodies about people pretending that they're online and they're showing like ridiculous ways that they're making sure that their mouse moves or, you know, the green dot next to their name is always green. So it's funny because it just shows that in American work culture, you have to be available, you have to be online. And if you're offline, then there's like that fear that people think you're not working or that you're going to be fired. Yeah. In other countries, you don't have that. So again, just to touch on all of this, a lot of it is felt more so in the beginning of your career, where we just talked about, you know, you have to work harder to prove yourself and learn. What's interesting is I find that our, so millennials, especially Gen Z, the rest of them, we're more likely to work harder if you tell us that we have to work less, which is really strange. It's like the opposite ideology of like thinking, but I think that generally the work culture, if you're able to give your employees freedom, do what they want and do things that they're inspired about, they'll do a better job. Yes. I think our generation and Gen Z, we care a lot about what drives us and what we're passionate about. And I think being in control of how we work, I think all those things combined is a huge motivator for us. And I feel like it makes us feel more grateful to have the job and it makes us want to work harder than if a company tells you, oh, you have to log in at this time. You have to be online at this time. You have to work this hard. Cause I think at that point it makes us yeah, feel boxed in yeah. that you can't be as creative and do what you want, which I know that sounds very, very spoiled, but I really think about this sometimes. Like our parents, I think the reason they're able to kind of do what they had to do was because when they came over from another country, it really just was a survival mechanism. So mm-hmm. it wasn't with us where, you know, they come here, they allow us the opportunity to do what we want to do. For them, it's just binary. It's like black or white, like you either work or you don't work. The more work you put in, the more you get out of it. But for us, I think the value now is so much different. You know, I know you, especially like Jeanette loves to travel. So I'm sure that an employer could motivate you by saying that you could have more vacation time. Yes. Or that I can work from anywhere. I think that's something that I'm looking for these days. So if it's not remote, I would not even consider it. (laughs) But see, isn't that so interesting to think about? Because I don't know if any other generation before us really thought like that, because now we're changing because of our work-life balance. 
we're saying, hey, I don't really want to work X amount of hours that I can't go travel because that fills a different bucket of my life and what I want to do. So on top of that, what other, I guess, what other contributors do you think really make you feel good about your work-life balance? I think being able to log off at a reasonable hour, I think for me, every day is different. So I don't mind, you know, logging off at eight one day and then maybe five the next day, but just having that flexibility, because sometimes like on a Thursday, maybe you're going out for happy hour drink with friends or you're logging off earlier, but then on a Monday is the first day of the week. So you're logging off a little bit later. I think just that flexibility and just being able to, you know, find time throughout the day to go on a quick walk, or if I wanted to work out during the day, like that's okay. And it's not frowned upon. So about- you're basically saying that just more things that you want to do. Cause that's kind of like me also. Yeah. I, it's really weird. I'll actually work more. So if you told me, okay, you need to do 40 hours a week between nine to five, I'd probably die. And I would probably just, that would drain me completely, utterly drain me. And I would not want to do it. But if you told me, you know, you can control your schedule, do what you want. I will actually work more than those 40 hours Mm -hmm. because I'm able to have that reset in between do things that I want to do between work. And it just re-energizes me because I don't know why I just can't I don't know if it's because we're on all these like different, you know, apps on our phone, whatever. I cannot concentrate and work on something for that long. And I'm just being honest. So if you give me those little break hours and I can re-energize, I come back feeling just more just drawn to whatever project I'm doing and I can do it for way longer. And I know that for some people, especially I do know in certain industries that are more conservative, they see that as either being lazy or you don't know how to focus. But I don't really think it's that. I think it's just we really do know and see work-life balance so differently now. Yeah, and I think everyone works differently as well. Like some people, they can sit there all day. Like I'm that person, if I'm working on a project and I'm passionate about it, I can sit there and not move. Like I'll get up to go get coffee or- Oh my God, I would die. Make a lunch. And I could sit there and hyper-focus until it's done. So I'm, I can get things done very quickly in short. It's like no caffeine. Or anything With caffeine, like I drink coffee, but wow. I, I usually drink one coffee and I can zip, zip through it. So I'm that person, but I know, for example, my boyfriend, I'm not that person. Nope. Yeah. Like my boyfriend, he has to get up and like take breaks in between. And he has to, you know, walk away a little bit and come back because he's not a hyper-focused person. And that's fine. I think everyone works differently. And as long as you know your working style and you're working for a company that allows you to work how you're able to work. I think that's work-life balance to me. Yeah, exactly. So if we think about diving into some tips and tricks on work-life balance, I guess, first of all, when we talked about identifying poor work-life balance would be, you know, when your mental health is decreasing, when you feel like you're working hours that are way too long, you're not feeling like you are being recognized and compensated for what you're doing and also increased responsibilities at home or outside of work. When you can't balance those things, mm-hmm. I think it's when it leads to burnout and then like a really poopy sense of well-being. So what are some ways that we can come together and let our listeners know on these are some ways to not really perfect work-life balance, but improve it if you're able to? 
Yeah, I think whenever I'm feeling like my work-life balance isn't there, the first thing I always do is try to voice that with my manager and try to work with them. What does that conversation look like though? Yeah, I usually, so I usually have one-on-ones with my managers and I think one-on-ones are a perfect environment to bring that up because one-on-one times should be a space where you're able to kind of go through all the projects you're working on, ask any questions, get any feedback or input from your manager. And it also should be a time where you're able to discuss other stuff that's going on. So like if you're looking for growth opportunities, if you're looking for um, promotions, if you want to inquire about a different project that you think would help grow you in in your career in a way that you want it to grow. So that's a perfect opportunity to bring up work-life balance if you're not feeling like you have it. So for an example, at that startup, I remember talking to my manager and I was telling him, I was like, I've been working until 11 PM the past three days, every week at minimum for the last month or so. And it's getting to the point where I feel like I'm mentally drained and I need it to change. Like either you need to hire someone for my team, or you need to just be okay with the fact that I'm not gonna get through everything and maybe give, help me prioritize what I should get through without having to work till 11 PM at night. And I worked together with my manager and he would give me some Fridays off. Sometimes he'd tell me that he'll bring in help for me. And they actually ended up hiring someone on my team. So it did improve my work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to voice it with your manager as soon as you feel it and work with them to figure out a solution to that. And if they're a company that cares about you, they're going to want to work with you on it. Yeah. And so it sounds like to me, what you're saying is you're setting boundaries with your work hours, because I'm sure that some listeners maybe might not have a manager. So just really identifying those points where you can, again, delegate some of the work or create boundaries for work hours. Like you said, you weren't wanting to work past 11. Yeah. And I think like for me, yeah. And for me, I'm in marketing, so it's a little bit different. I know Chelsea, you're in sales. So I don't know if there's a different way that you would address it when you're feeling work-life, like not a work-life balance. Well, mine would, mine's always centered around closing a certain amount. So for me, it's really unplugging because usually what happens for us is it's always the end of the month or the end of the quarter Mm -hmm. where if you're not close to the number you're supposed to hit, then you just keep working and you keep working and you don't stop until you hit those numbers. So that can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Something that I do is I want to make sure instead of getting into the whole grind that a lot of salespeople get into, I don't prioritize all my deals any longer at the end of the month. I try to do it so that I hit certain targets before the actual end of the month. So I'm not stressing at the end. So what I, I guess it's prioritizing is what I'm saying. So I prioritize okay, like if my amount or my goals are a certain amount, I basically chop those up into smaller little segments because you can't eat an elephant in a day. So what I do is, okay, so if it's this amount, I'll maybe do a fourth of that the first week and then another fourth the second week, or I'll try to find ways to make sure that I build certain projects around how do I get to this goal without having to smush everything in at the last week. So on top of that, I also think a fair amount of unplugging is really good, whether that's prioritizing your health, which you mentioned with a workout, with spending time with your loved ones or anything like that, where I'm actually not thinking about work because I actually think about work pretty often because at the network, 
all that's with sales, right? It's just something that you do. But there are times when I say, okay, like I'm turning off my phone. I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to be present with whatever I'm doing at the moment. And that happens to help quite a bit recently. And I've historically been really bad at it. Yeah. So it sounds like, I think for you, it's prioritizing your time in an effective way to make sure that you're avoiding that burnout at the end of every month and every quarter and just finding time to unplug and take time for yourself, like basically training your body to do that for yourself. Exactly. And even if you don't feel like doing it, still doing it. Because before, if I didn't get to a certain number by a certain time of the month, I would just ignore everything and just keep keeping on. And I felt that that led to extreme burnout for me probably sometime last year. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have any type of productivity left in me. And then when I was working, I was just like this depressed shell of myself. And it just wasn't like that helps nobody. So what I'm trying to say to a lot of people is I know that sometimes we have all these check boxes that we want to check off. But honestly, if you're not checking it off for work, check some off for yourself. Yep. What is something that you've been wanting to do for the last week that you haven't do that for yourself and then go back to work versus being stressed out the whole time about things that you can't control and then trying to cram it in and then not doing that great of a job at it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, what I've been trying to tell myself is, you know, I would not be able to perform my job to the best of my ability without my health. So you should always put your health first, whether that be mental or physical, that should always be number one, because if you don't have those things and you're not going to be able to perform at work and do your job well and be able to achieve the goals at work. It's again, I think it's because we're getting older that we're actually saying and doing these things, but I'm not going to lie. Even like a year or two ago, I didn't care. Oh, no. When I started my career, I didn't care. And I think part of that is there's different priorities. When you're younger, you don't have a family. You don't think about your health that much. All you think about is work and going out. And that's that, like, what is sleep? And I think the older you get, the more you start paying attention to your health and you have like families, you have different priorities and you start thinking about, I guess, long-term a little bit more. And then I think the more comfortable you are in your field and what you're doing, the more, the less you're focusing on, you know, spending all your hours at work. Exactly. And then we don't care as much about how we are perceived by everybody either. Cause that's true. When you are at the bottom of the barrel, when you start a company, you don't Mm -hmm. want to seem lazy. So you're just overcompensating and for all these things about how people might see you and whatnot. But like I said, as we get older, it's just, you make with your time, what you want to do with it in your day and really putting that time towards either your loved ones or responsibilities that bring you more value aside from work is super important because then you actually become more efficient at work. Um, Super important there. So overall, it's to say that, you know, if you guys have been neglecting yourself, definitely don't do that anymore. And then if you're looking for other goals on what to work on to achieve at work, maybe taking a step back to just reevaluate everything aside from just putting your head down and working really will benefit you in the long run. And this is completely different. I know Jeanette, you can attest to this and what our parents would tell us. Yeah, our parents, none of this is a thing y'all, but just if you grow up with Asian parents, who cares about work-life balance? It's not a thing. Yeah, but we're definitely a different generation. And I feel like with Gen Z slowing, creep, slowly creeping into the workplace, I think work-life balance will definitely change within the next few years. And I think it'll be for the better. And 
I definitely have hope that the four day work week will one day be rolled out to a lot of different companies and it'll just really change the way that we work and live as a society. Yep. And so I'm sure we can keep going on about this, but I know that we need to close this up now. So Jeanette, do you want to sign off for our listeners? Yeah. So thanks for listening to our business topic today on work-life balance. Um, We hope that you find clarity and some tips on how to achieve your version of a balanced lifestyle. Uh, For our next episode, we will be rotating our topics to touch on relationships. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Chat soon. Oh,